Where the Whiteboards Are, a podcast by educators about all things education. So in today's episode, we are going to have a conversation with a student teacher. This is something we've talked about a lot in our episodes from the very beginning is our student teaching experience, how that prepared us or didn't prepare us. And we've so wanted to have this episode and we're excited to be here um, to really dive into the current experience of a student teacher. Um, Hi, uh, my name is Melissa. I just graduated um, with my music ed degree um, and I just finished my student teaching and yeah. Well, here, okay. What, we'll start with like, what, what are your general thoughts on the student teaching process? Like before we start picking questions and like putting you in a mindset or anything. What is your thought on the student teaching process? Um, definitely beneficial. Definitely not long enough. Um, I would say that I felt very unprepared and kind of prepared. Like you that get doesn't all the, go away. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Then now that I've accepted that, yeah, I can move on, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. With that thought. Okay. Um, I don't know. I had a great time. This was something that like pushed me to my degree. Like a lot of my friends talk about how there's this like mindset going into college. You're like freshman, you're super excited and you're like, I'll take whatever class, like as long as I get to be a teacher or whatever. And you're like so excited. You get to like mid like sophomore, junior year, which for me was pandemic time. And you should get some classroom experience, but then you're just sitting in a Zoom classroom and you don't get to have that classroom experience. And a lot of us just did not want to be teachers anymore because we we're like, we're doing this to teach kids. And now we're like just doing classes and we don't even get to interact with them. So for me, like the student teaching thing was like the peak moment for me. Finally, like at the end, I get to like take all of this knowledge and apply it and Get so, into yeah. a classroom. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So did you get to be in a classroom at all prior with students, not like where yeah. you're the learner? So like out of all the classes, like the first one, you get like 10 hours. And honestly, they're like, you can take it anywhere. It doesn't matter. And it's like super chill. You don't even really teach. You're just really observing. I did that all at home. So um, I wish I would have done that somewhere else, but it was easy. I literally just went like fall break, did a couple days and then boom, 10 hours done. Um, I, the only like s- class I got to do my full like lauded amount of hours was my elementary practicum. Um, but all the other ones was some form of Zoom, zooming in with gotcha. kids. Yeah. That is an interesting element that I didn't really think about. Yeah. Um, that would go with having soon talk recently. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, that's a, that's a new, that's a contemporary perspective for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so with your student teaching, you said you felt both prepared and unprepared. Yeah. What do you think helped you feel prepared? Um, I think that little bit of time I had in a classroom definitely prepared me actually more on my elementary side. Cause I'd been with those littler kids, but in the time, I felt like in my whole like practicum or my student teaching experience, like my least prepared I felt with was with high school kids. Like they very much intimidated me and um, I did not feel prepared to be with them. And I don't know how or why that is it. But also like something I didn't feel totally prepared with was um, teaching every single instrument under the sun 
and being so confident about all of it. And that's hard to cram all that information and like on the spot. And kids are just like, you're supposed to know this. And I'm like, yeah, oh, let me dig that out of my brain. So because you take all those classes over like a four year time span. So if you took flute like your second semester of college and now you're trying to teach it, you're like, holy three crap. Three years later. Yeah, three yeah. years later. Yeah. Yeah. My first year was definitely, I definitely experienced that as well because they'd been student teaching, but then I like was a sub for two years and then I taught history for three years and then it was like, okay, now, now go teach all six instruments. Right. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it looks like I'm practicing all six instruments every single day mm-hmm. so that I can, mm-hmm. you know, be a day ahead of them at yeah. least you <laughs> yeah. know, so I can give them. A fingering chart when I don't know the answers. Yes, yes, yes. Sure. So based off of your student teaching, is there a particular grade level that you enjoyed the most that you see yourself teaching? I love middle school. <laughs> no, you. I know. Uh, most people don't. Um, I know it's like it is like hard because there's all the hormones and everything, but I kind of love the chaos of it all in a way. Um, yeah, I love middle school. Something I don't think most people get was when I A plus in high school, my band director let me, instead of just like copying music and stuff or whatever, she gave me a score and said, we are going to learn how to score. She gave me the most basic way to score study. She was like, you're going to get in front of these kids and you're going to like prepare peace with them. That's so awesome. Yeah. 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 That's really so good. I got that when I was like a senior. So that kind of gave me a little nudge. And I don't know if that experience, since that was so good for me, I kind of have this little, you know, love for those middle schoolers because they're now seniors. <laughs> um, oh, wow. I know. Right. Um, but yeah, I my favorite part was always going to the junior high, like at the end of the day, just the mass chaos. But you see a lot of growth, which I feel like personally as a teacher, it's kind of nice to see that. And you kind of feel a little more reassured. I feel like high school, that growth can sometimes not be as like drastic. And so that can be hard sometimes. Or as evident. Yeah. Because they got it. They got to cover it up. They got to look cool still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So <laughs> middle schoolers haven't figured out how to look cool yet. No. So yeah. Yeah. No. can't be as excited about things. No. Yeah, no, yeah. no. no. Excited is like weird. Right. You can't hear about joy. it. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Yeah. But if you're angsty about it. Existence is pain. Yeah. 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 There you go. There you Give go. us a little bit of context about your student teaching. Like you don't have to say the school if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. You can. It's completely yeah. up to you. Yeah. But size, grade level, because every student teaching experience is a little bit different. Yeah. So um, I taught at, a, I mean, I think I'm okay. Say, I taught at Marshfield, um, my practicum. So as a, when you get certified for music with this, the, with the university I taught or went to school at, um, you're K through 12. So you have to have some type of elementary experience and then some type of secondary, which is six through 12. And then your elementary is K through five. So I did um, my so I started my first hour of the day was with high school. Then I drove over to the um, four or five building and then they called an elementary building. But um, I did actually only fifth grade because they rearranged our schedule because this district just went to a four day schedule. And so they did all fifth grade in the morning with their like, they call it encore classes or specials classes. So I do three and a half ish hours that included fifth grade plus some lunch duty, my favorite part of the day. And, <laughs> oh, then, <laughs> and then I went to and then I drove over to the junior high and then I did um, seventh grade band and then to sixth grade. 
band classes. One was flute and then one was trombone and percussion. So yeah, that was my daily schedule, I guess. Yeah. It is so wild to me that they give you lunch duty. <laughs> yeah. As a student I mean, teacher. Right. <laughs> the lunchroom is the most chaotic place. Yeah. What was the population size of those schools? Like, I don't even know what the numbers are. Um, I think Marshfield is around like six or seven, maybe eight. It's not. They're like a 3A school. So so like 800 in the high school? Or oh, oh sorry. I was talking the whole population of the town. So like oh. 8,000 in the town, I'm pretty sure. Oh, 8,000. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, okay. no, there were eight people. <laughs> eight people in I said 800. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know much more about the size of oh, okay. the... Yeah, I don't really... Okay. Size district. Yeah, yeah. medium yeah. would yeah. be... I think it could be comparable to like where we teach. Yeah. Bigger yeah. than where Eric teaches. Oh, d- yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So how many kids would you typically have in, let's say, your fifth grade, sixth grade? Yeah. Okay. So the fifth grade classes, they sit about around 24 a class around there. Um, my seventh grade band, which it was only at first they're split in half. So I only saw flute, clarinet, trumpet, and then percussion. And then all the low friends and stuff like that were in the other room. But I think the seventh grade band in total, it was like a, like 80-ish, I think. And then um, the sixth grade classes, like I literally was teaching like 32 flutes, sixth grade flutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. By yourself or are there other um, people in the room? I mean, my CT's in there. Other than your cooperating teacher. But, oh, that's it. But that's just how many you're expected to, yeah. to work with all yeah. the time. And then my trombone and percussion class was pretty huge. That was like 36 kids, a little bigger. Maybe my flute was a little smaller, but, and it was in the same room. Um, like it was like a normal classroom because they have only one band room and they're trying to split apart. So they get this like weird off classroom and they just try to make it work. And those kids are, were like packed in there with sardines because you have trombones. These are like pretty big instruments plus chairs, stands for everyone. And then you have a percussionist with percussion bell kits or, yeah, it was mass chaos every single last hour of the day. <laughs> last hour of the day. Yeah, last hour. Makes Which it better. Is the crazy. That's wild hour. to me. One exactly. Of, one of those sixth grade classes that you're describing is bigger than my entire sixth grade band. Like just on size perspective. Like a yeah. beginner program. So. I am very, I was very impressed with like my CTs, like how they have been building up the program. My uh, boyfriend now, he actually student taught the year before me. So um, I kind of got to see the program just a smidge bit, you know, like I'd go to his little concerts or something, support him, you know, (laughs) Uh, but um, they would talk about like the retention and that is getting a lot bigger for them in the past couple of years. The program used to not be able to start their sixth graders with instruments in their hand. They like started with song flutes or whatever for like eight weeks. 32 songs. Yeah. Hey, I, thought, I don't wow. know. I thought, because they were still doing that yeah. whenever, yeah. whenever mm-hmm. I went through with them. And I, I thought it was a pretty cool model, personally. Okay, like, I'm not I saying. just had never seen it before. Yeah. It's yeah. a bad model. It's I, just like, the who am I to speak about the model? <laughs> what's yeah. A, what's just a song what I'm flute? envisioning 32 kind, sound flutes. Kind of like, like a recorder. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 It's yeah. a smaller recorder <laughs> yeah. and it, it doesn't, like, you can't tune it. It's just a solid piece of right, plastic. Right. Um, but so you just hope for the best. I appreciate it for its simplicity and you could, like, beat that thing like you had to try to break it 
Uh, so you know, children, which I'm and, sure children yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. No one has ever. Well, tried they would to also break like it. paint them and like other like cute stuff. Oh, like that. I have one. I I painted it. And I could show you when I get home. But. <laughs> <laughs> and it will live in our house for all of the decades uh, to yeah. follow. Uh-huh. <laughs> so with 32 to maybe even possibly yeah, yeah. above that, um, how do you feel classroom management? Did you feel like you were prepared mm-hmm. in your you know in your student teaching? Maybe even before you went in for that aspect the mm-hmm. the management part of it um i feel like honestly my classroom management i feel like this is me bragging but i guess that's what you're asking to me to do maybe yeah brag but away you yeah. can be confident okay. it's okay. cool yeah. so yeah. i feel like my classroom management is literally my strongest asset to me as a teacher that's awesome. <laughs> Go i really am like you can put as many kids in a classroom and i will lay down the law i just maybe that's mean but it's not trying. I'm not trying to be mean, but um, that was nothing I really had an issue with. Maybe my trombones and my percussionist is where that tested me the most because probably 80% of that room was um, boys, um, sixth grade boys. Um, but I feel like classroom management wise, it wasn't really that hard. You just have to get your routine established as quickly as possible. It has to be very um, evident to them what that routine is. They need to know what that is. And then you always enforce it. You just can't, you know, detour from anything. Be like, oh, well, one day, I guess I'll let you sit by this person. Like my trombones, at first I was like, they walk in, they sat there and that was kind of, they just made their own little assigned seats for the most part, you know, but it did not work. I had to immediately, I was like, okay, tomorrow you will stand outside the hallway. I will bring you in one by one. And these are our seats because we can't handle it. And I was, and they were like, can we change it later? And I was like, mm. <laughs> you know, hope is a beautiful thing. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so I don't know my, um, one of my band directors, he was military when I was in school. And I don't know if I like, since I looked up to him, I get those military like type, you know, you know, band directory tendencies from him and my other high school band director, she was very, uh, strict and organized she's actually in the fbi now so i guess it worked Uh, out uh, yeah yeah. (laughs) she's an fbi analyst she doesn't teach band anymore but do i know where you went to high school um yeah is it in this area yeah Yeah. okay yeah yeah sorry i just love clues yeah 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 (laughs) um so i don't know if that is part of it you know with the whole me just having structure but i just once you give them a little bit of that rope for them to have that um you know, they kind of take over your class and then it's hard to get it back. The, the noose to hang themselves yeah. with? No. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. That's uh, not what I meant. So I, but slack. I have a question slack. kind of oh. based off that. So yeah. Based off what you're telling us is you were able to draw an experience prior to going to college and yes. getting like formal training and education. Yeah. Do you feel like there was any classroom management education that you received that you were able to utilize or was it mostly coming from your prior experience? Um, I don't even know like what classroom management things I would like talk about. Like I just, I feel like I just observed and I did my own thing. Like I don't, okay. Yeah. I don't even know what to. I mean, yeah. I think that's what the practicum experiences are like really meant to be for. Cause you learn right. the content mm-hmm. in the sit down classes Absolutely. and the lecture classes yeah. and everything. Um, and so like, you know, at least I would imagine that's in, in the design of teacher educational programs. 
that like that's what a practicum is for. But, but like, if it's again, not you, ever explicit, right? right if that's that, like, did anyone ever sit it. down and be like, "Hey, these are some strategies that you could use to tackle a room full of twenty people with very loud items"? I don't remember seeing wow. that in any book anywhere. No. Okay. Oh, and, and that's fair. Like, <laughs> you know? I am so impressed that you have it within yourself to like establish that because I would say that's probably the number one fear that most mm-hmm. student teachers have is like, how do I handle right. classroom management? Yeah. Let alone seasoned professionals. Yeah. That are teachers. Yeah. I, I um, got observed really early on um, by the elementary principals, and it was like totally out of nowhere, which they're supposed to be, I guess. But he, they weren't technically observing me. They're trying to observe my CT, but I was doing most of the class. And so I was just like teaching class and they walk in. And I was like, oh, I'm getting observed by the principals today. This is so fun. <laughs> Here we go. And she said that was like, she was like, out of everything, your classroom management is just like, like you don't. She was like, every single student was engaged. You never like even the person in the front right corner where you could like barely can see them. You notice they're playing with a carpet somehow. And I didn't even know, you know, stuff like that. My mom, she ran a daycare in our house when I grew up. Oh, that's so that might that might help the little background. She ran wow. a daycare since I was zero until almost basically when I graduated. You know, it makes perfect sense that you feel so comfortable with classroom yeah. management. Yeah. You were literally raised so yeah. I was, in classroom management. Yeah, I was raised with strangers and kids the whole time. So I guess that's part of it. I was just like kind of fed into being like a little helper for my mom. So I guess kids really don't, you know, I'm like, well, they're kids. So, yeah, yeah. that's super interesting. Now, earlier you said you felt less prepared when it came to high school. Yeah. Did you mean like um, in terms of just instructing high schoolers or did you mean that management piece of working with high schoolers? Um, I think more in the piece of like score studying and then um, getting onto the podium and trying to figure out a game plan for every day. Like. I just sometimes I never knew where to start from. Um, so I feel like that was the aspect that I was kind of clueless. Like some days maybe I should have like planned more. Sorry, Dan, if you're listening to this. Um, but some days I would just straight up like be like, okay, we're going to start at the beginning. You think Dan came into the school with a plan for there the day? There are some days that Dan probably also could have planned more. So uh, I would just start them and then I would hear a section that was like bad. And I was like, I guess this is what we're working on today. And it welcome to, to being work. a band director. That okay. is like, welcome to every day of your life. Okay. I mean, okay. But I feel like that's fair for all teaching. Like yeah. The, yeah. Sometimes yeah. you got to assess a little bit and then you're like, oh, this is what we're bad at. I see now. Yeah. We will like, change. They try. Like, I remember doing this comprehension music project or something. And like my last um, called 411. I don't even know the name. They Everyone just talks about like the code. Mm-hmm. But he made us you go you like get a score and you're supposed to write out like lesson plans for like weeks on end. And you're supposed to like map it out. And I was like, how do people do that for like. Cause that was just one score and you know, like this project's like 30 some pages long and I'm they, like, people they don't, do I know, no, 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 but it's like, it. <laughs> Here, I tell you, I tell you what, what I have figured out is like, so the rehearsal part of rehearsal mm-hmm. is very much live on the fly. Like I have no idea what we're about to work until we start messing things up and then we're going to zero in on it. You know, yeah. uh, I mean, except for passages that you know, they're going to have a hard time yeah, with. Yeah. Obviously the planning really comes into how you warm them up to the rehearsal part of it so like i've i've adopted like doing rhythm sheets that pull rhythms straight out of the literature yeah and then like we just on concert f we'll play those rhythms and then we'll play the excerpt from the music and Mm -hmm. it's all like 
integrated into the warm up, and that's mm-hmm. that's where the planning happens. Yeah, because yeah. like you you the warm up is like you're full, you have full control over what's going to happen in that. Yeah. Um, and then you get to the rehearsal part, and it's like, man, one, two, ready, go. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's hope. Yeah. But that's that's where I found that planning comes in. But again, like I don't necessarily come in that day knowing exactly. Yeah. Like this is what the plan is. I, nobody has time to fill out 30 pages per score no. mm-hmm. of Absolutely lesson not. plans. That's, that's absurd. <laughs> yeah. That's that absurd. was a really beautiful moment between you two, but the other three of us who are not music people were like, <laughs> this is uh, what I call resonate some thirds energy. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't no, mean to no, go like too no, much in the weeds. Fine. Not at all. It, it was, just, like, it was a where, really nice moment. Yeah, it, was, it was very okay. nice. Right. <laughs> we just, we're like, Yes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it makes it a little different for us because I guess in my head, I'm thinking of lesson plans. Like, okay, I have an opener. I have a closer. I have these, you know, I do, we do, you do sort of protocols. So whenever you were student teaching, you said you had to kind of write those for 411. Mm-hmm. But then when you were student teaching, were you, was the expectation that you would have uh, daily lesson plans. Did you have to write those things out or not? Um, yeah. not necessarily. That's a good question. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, actually, when I was observed by my university supervisor, they wanted lesson plans. But other than that, my CTs did not want. Like my CT for um high school and the junior high did not ask for one, and I don't even think he would look at one. Maybe if I really asked him, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, my elementary, um, CT, he wrote me lesson plans for the day or like, so since we were doing fifth grade every single day, like three or two classes and it's a four day week, we just did the same plan, you know, every single day for that week. So he would just I would come in Tuesday morning. He would have the lesson plan on my desk and he'd be like, this is what we're teaching this week. And I'd be like, okay. And he would just, he would teach it one time. And then I would teach the rest of like the nine classes. That's really kind of nice though. Yeah. yeah. That you got yeah. to see him do it first. Yeah. He's and incredible. Then have some he is context. incredible. He's yeah. absolutely incredible. He, um, and I, I lost all train of thought when you said he's incredible, oh, which I agree with. You were just like, he yes. had the plan all yeah. set out. He's good. And it's really yeah. cool that like oh, he showed okay. you the first. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, what I was going to say is that like, when I came into student teaching, what I was really worried about is that like, I don't even know if when I become a teacher, I could let someone have control of my classroom. Like to me, I just like, he lets me teach a lesson, but I'm like that. I feel like that's his way of controlling the, his classroom still, you know? And, um, I kind of get it, you know, but I think it really depends because some of my friends who are student teaching at the same time, they're like, oh yeah, they told me I could literally teach them whatever they want. And I was like, those people are tired. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But yeah. I thought it was interesting. I was like, I kind of like how he has a plan. And he would, he explained, he would always explain every single little detail of why he was doing this and, you know, what he's setting them up for, you know, in the long run. So I never felt like I was getting bulldozed over by not letting me, you know, like create the lesson plan because he kind of explained it and it was kind of nice to see just his like thought process have through you, it all. Have you seen his CV? CV. His, his curriculum. curriculum vitae. Yeah. Sorry. His like, resume. His resume. But his, his academic his, resume. His academic history. Like just like what he's taught and you stuff? Should, yeah. You should, you should ask him to see his CV. I, okay. I ended up getting his as an example whenever I was student teaching with him. Uh, 
And it, that was like sense. years ago now. Yeah. yeah. So it's gotten no, better. It makes yeah, sense yeah. why he's like, obviously we know he's fantastic <clears throat> from working with him. Like mm-hmm. look at his rap sheet. It's okay. Okay. It's, he's rap. crazy. Yeah. He's crazy. Okay. Well, and I think this is a very interesting conversation for us because band is a little different as far as student teaching goes, just like the lesson planning and like the, not just diminish your workload. Mm-hmm. Cause obviously you had a, an extensive workload, mm-hmm. just even learning new instruments and knowing those so that you could teach it to kids is incredible. Like, I don't think I could do that. Um, but I guess I'm just thinking on the paperwork side of things as an English teacher that was a student teacher at one point in time and has had student teachers. We had to write formal lesson plans for, for every single day uh-huh. for every single class that we took over. So when you said, oh, I had to write 36 pages, I'm like, yeah, I was doing that for my week every week so it's just That's very crazy. different like not to diminish that like no, in order yeah, to make it yeah. sound like well i wrote uh. five thousand pages um but it makes me question is that necessary step um is that a necessary step in did it help class? you teach to write lesson plans like that okay i'm really sad to say this but yes <laughs> oh, like, like for me yeah, yes. you, did did you elaborate on that okay um yeah. so for mine i just uh, I like self soothe through knowledge. Like if something makes me anxious, I want to know more about it. Okay. Um, and so the act of going through that very methodical process made me feel prepared for anything in a time where I'm like legitimately three years older than my constituents, you know? So it gave me that like mastery feel to be like, well, I've gone through all of this. Okay. Like I have a very clear game plan. And for student teachers that I've had as a CT where I'm like, you are a train wreck. I'm like, you need to plan more. Like you, you, you don't have a plan. You haven't thought through it. And so when you come in, you're just a mess because right. you haven't. And it gives process. you something to draw back on. Now sure. I will yeah. say there is some of that formal stuff that I think is kind of ridiculous. Like I shouldn't have to um, have 10 pages for one lesson on every single individual step. Or like mm. scripting. Like yeah. I'm not really into like, this is what I will say yeah. to the children. Yeah. That kind of, that aspect of it, I did not enjoy. But the idea of, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do here, here, and here. Because if you don't have a plan at all, 52 minutes or an hour and a half or whatever that time frame is that you're yeah. working with feels real long when you sure. don't have anything that the kids are doing. So like for me, when I hear like a student teacher or like a band director go, well, I just listen to them. And if they suck on this instrument, that that's what we work on. I'm like, whoa, because I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't operate that way. I've, so it's very different. So many of my like observations that have happened in the band classroom, the, the principal always says to me afterwards, it's like, man, all you do is formative assessment. That's mm-hmm. right. literally yeah. all you do. Mm-hmm. And that's like one of the things they're like looking for this year in people's classrooms. And so I've been all like, You're nervous. like I'm winning. No, no, no. Well, I, I was actually nervous about it. Cause I'm like, well, how do I prove that? Like, like, how do I show that this is happening when it comes into the room? And like, cause in the past they've always had like really clear expectations on what they want to see. Like they want to see the learning intentions on the board. As soon as they walk in the room, they want to see, you know, this, that, the other. And so I was like, well, how do I make sure that I show that? And he just walks in in the middle of me, just running a section. And he's just like, man, you just, that is literally your whole job is I'm also like, yeah, though, but the summative is the hard part. I mean, obviously there's yeah. a concert, but how do yeah. I put a concert on right. paper? Yeah. <laughs> um, research shows though, that like what you all are doing in the band classroom is the most effective form of feedback because it's immediate yeah. it's mm-hmm. and, and it's like it specific to students. Uh-huh. Like, or if you run down the line and have each of them play like three measures or whatever, mm-hmm. which would make me puke on the floor as a student just for 
<laughs> That's yeah. why you break them in like day one. You have yeah. them playing by themselves. I'd be so like they get sobbing. over it. Yeah. Like, they so got, you got to get them over it right away. Um, And then you give them feedback. Like that's the best form is, yeah. is what's happening in the band classroom. So kudos to you all. Thanks. I designed it that way. Yeah. <laughs> For me, the, I guess the thing that I find fascinating, like I, as a special education undergraduate, um, had to do the lesson plans, but not to the extent like I, not every lesson had to be done that way. I had to submit so many Mm -hmm. just to show that I was doing it. And it was one of those things where it was like, I, I don't write everything out. Like that's, and that's not a, a soothing experience for me. Mm. I'm the one that like in my mind, I'm like playing through, I'm like role playing the lesson Mm. and I'm going to do that. Before I ever write it down anyways. Visualize. Yeah. So the, the task of writing it down is really difficult nice. because it's harder for me to express myself mm-hmm. in that medium, even though like I've gone through all those steps. I yeah. know how to do all these different things. And then it's like, oh, now I just have to write it down. Uh, <laughs> like I already know what, it, but I get where they they need to see that and they the need, evidence yeah. yeah the evidence of it um but to do it for every single lesson oh my gosh i i if that were expected i don't know that i would have finished the program because that's such a for me that's such a roadblock mm-hmm. of like i'm not gonna do that as a teacher mm-hmm. yeah and uh, even though i go through that process internally like mm-hmm. to, to write it down though, it was, you I'm just a- sorry Oh, I was just going to share a story. So if you want to like build oh, on that. I was just saying I'm only laughing because the idea of like role playing through my day, my distracted brain would be like, okay, so first the kids are going to come in and they're going to take out their independent books. And then my brain would be like, have you done the dishes? <laughs> <laughs> so like, I do really need that. Like, no, this is this dedicated thing we're doing. But at I, this moment. I so uh, agree with that. Like, aspect of where you said you're like three times as old as you actually are Mm -hmm. because I can like I feel like I live through every class every day like multiple times of like all right who's going to derail this who's going to have like (laughs) like you're preparing all those scenarios about where the lesson could branch and all those Mm -hmm. different things yeah and and it's like on the drive home you're going through it or you're in the shower you're in the back you know like Mm -hmm. you're shower thoughts shower thoughts dreaming about it you're you're eating (laughs) dinner with your significant other and you're trying to pay attention to what they're saying but really you're back at school and, yeah. you know or you're trying to record a podcast right. and you're just like thinking about how you're going to approach the right. next yeah. week's no. <laughs> yeah. we're yeah. going to approach it with snow days That's yeah so uh, I think that we all agree that like planning yeah. having okay. having a plan and like making sure it's thorough is important yeah. but whether it's writing it down can or I not. can I share just yeah. one contrary story to that yeah. so like okay very vivid memory from my from my student teaching experience where I was still on the observation side of a sixth grade. No, it was a seventh grade brass classroom. Uh, and the cooperating uh-huh. teacher came up. It was like right after lunch before we started the class. He came up to me and was like, hey, the principal just stopped and said that he was going to observe me today. So I got to write down a lesson plan really quick. I was like, oh, okay. Do you need me to do something? He was like, no, no, no. It'll be fine. And then he like sat down at his desk for 30 seconds, got back up, came over to me, showed me the post-it note that he had yeah. written three <laughs> words on. <laughs> It was like, okay, now watch me teach this lesson. And then the principal walked in after that. He didn't see any of that. And then he taught like the most, the 10 most effective minutes of like music instruction I think I've ever seen in my life. Like every single chair was raising their hands. Every single, he was patrolling. They were on it, on the ball with answers and everything. And I was like, what is happening right now? Cause like he would teach on a daily basis. Obviously I'd been like learning from him, but like it was 
different all of a sudden. I was yeah. like, what is, and then the principal <laughs> left and he sat back down and the whole thing went back to what I've been seeing the last like couple of weeks. And I was like, what happened? Like what? what? I, I yeah. don't know what I just, it was kind of incredible. Yeah. Honestly, that master teacher experience. Yeah. Just like, and all this. And then he was like, Oh, my boss is out of the room. And now he still like did his job. It's not like he just like sloughed off and like they didn't play their instruments or anything, but it was just like this other level where I was like, Oh my God, do you know what you're doing? And he just like <laughs> decides to be lazy on a daily basis. And you know exactly who I'm talking about. I just love the infinite power of, this could be this way all the time, but, but I choose not, not to. But I'm tired and my feet hurt, That's so I'm going to sit out. Amazing. Yeah, it was honestly and like I don't know. So just on the planning aspect of it, he, literally in 30 seconds, he just like wrote down three words on a post-it note and then taught like a very effective lesson. It was incredible. I saw that similar situation happen, but yeah. the teach like the principal was in the room. I think maybe 45 seconds. And then just was like, still yeah. at it. Cool. Yeah. Ten, yeah. Teacher. Ten, ten, ten teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, yeah. literally. That's what it was. Uh, yeah. yeah. So anyways, <laughs> we've all been there where we've had that like super detailed lesson that we're prepared to give. And then whether it's a student, another faculty member, an alarm, something derails everything. And it, it kind of like demotivates you from like, what? why? Why? Not <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mine this year, I had one at the start of this year when I was still getting observed, um, which I no longer am. Um, however, I was like, okay, we're doing all these things. It's such an exciting day. And one of my kids comes in and knocks over a solid 24 ounces of milk just <laughs> like to start the day. Right. And I was like, that wasn't Excellent. in the plan. <laughs> okay. And then the principal walks in like for my observation while we're like mopping the milk. And I'm like, yes. And today kids, we're learning this. Paper towels work. Yeah. Thank you. Uh. Um, so as just a, a, a question to bring it back yeah. to your experience, what do you think is next for you? Cause something that mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of is people like I completed my student teaching, but that's not necessarily the yeah. route I want to go. So what are you thinking about next steps? Melissa, <laughs> have you applied for any jobs yet? I knew it was coming. <laughs> oh, sorry. Was, I didn't no, know no. this was, <laughs> it was the running joke this it weekend. Is, no, so. yeah, okay. I, was, I, was, I was like, I'm not Oops. trying to pick on you. I'm so, so I'll answer both of y'all's uh, question and statement. On Don't that answer one. Eric's. It wasn't in good faith. No, you're yeah. right. You're right. Stay with Sam. Uh, <laughs> so, um, graduated in December. Um, and, like, when people were asking me, like, what's next? Well, there's the spring, and I was kind of intrigued on, like, taking a semester job. They popped up. One did pop up. The superintendent called me. It was kind of the scariest thing of my life. They were like, hello, I'm superintendent of this school. And I was like, oh, hello. I was like, how the f how did you get my number? <laughs> like, anyway. I don't and, remember giving um, you disinformation. But, yeah, but the school was like, like two hours away from like where I'm living now. And I was like, I'm not breaking my, like, I have a roommate. I can't just like break a lease and uproot, you know, so I didn't take that. Um, So like, I mean, it's only been January, basically. So... My plan was to just sub and I actually work at a fast food restaurant. I've been doing that and just kind of make money. Um, but recently we, so we just got back from the MMEA conference and I was just at a booth and all of a sudden they were like, hello. Um, hey, there's a um, long-term position open literally right now. Um, the assistant band director has some health issues who knows if he will be back for the rest of the semester. Like we need someone now. And I, he was like, I need a band person. Cause he was like, I can't do this, you know, alone. It's long term. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that is now my plan. All of a sudden nice. I learned Exciting. about it on like awesome. Thursday. Yeah. And so he was like, 
let me get in touch with my principal because that school has a different like subbing program than what I'm enlisted in right now. Of course. Yeah. So um, that was that was the hurdle. Maybe they're trying to figure out. I don't know. He just texted me yesterday and was like, on Monday, just call the um, the office, central office and tell, ask for this person and give her things. And yeah. <laughs> so I don't know when I will be in the classroom. The school is like 15 minutes away from my hometown. Okay. So I don't think I'm going to live with my parents. I literally <laughs> just don't think I can do that. Um, luckily, my aunt, um, she lives in that town. So sooner or later tonight, I'm going to give her a call and be like, hello, can I please live with you? Because um, my uncle died a couple of years ago. Oh. And so... I think it would be good maybe to have me a little bit there to stir yeah. some trouble up, right? You know, company, company her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, I don't think she'll say no, but I guess we'll find out. But if not, I will live in my parents' house, which my mom, this is a fun personal tangent for me to get on. But my mom is like basically a, a hoarder slash addicted to shopping. So both of my, my room and my brother's room is like two full walk-in closets. Uh, no, that yeah. just means she's doing it right. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Loved but when she wants her like children to come home, and then she's like, "Just stay the night," and there's literally not a place for You're me like, to what, sleep. On the shoe rack. Yeah, <laughs> sleep in the closet. And like our couch is not comfortable. And they tried for Christmas. They got me down, and they're like. Here, we'll give you an air mattress, but they borrowed it from my aunt and it had a hole in it. So then I was just oh, sleeping on the ground again. Oh. <laughs> it's such a tarp. It, yeah, literally, it was a tarp. So um, I don't really want to live with my parents again. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's new for me now. That is okay. like, yeah. That's exciting. Exactly. Though. It's exciting. Long-term work that just like falls into your lap. Sub yeah. pay is better if you do it yeah, over it consecutive yeah. days. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, nice. I kind of asked him because he knew the sub pay now for that school i think he said was like 110 oh oh eric sorry no not your fault um, and, excellent That's yeah good. and so usually like if you do pick up a long-term sub because like i know for because well, where i was student teaching i'm like subbing in that district and their like policy is like it's like 110 a day and then if you sub for like the same position for like 10 days then it's bumped to 125. Cool. So I don't know if, when the, if there's a bump for that school district or what, but we'll figure it out. I mean, I need to pay like rent and stuff. So I am there kind of for the money, but like I'm not, I know I'm not going to just right. get, you know, extra pay like the whole time, but hmm. you know. The idea that it could turn into a job is also is really true. nice because then you probably wouldn't have to go through the application process, yeah. Yeah. which yeah. is. Yeah. You'd just be like, hey. Yeah. yeah. Send uh, us a letter that says you want to do this. Right. Yeah. So yeah. write down all of your qualifications. Yeah. <laughs> fill out these essays that we won't read. Mm, yes. <laughs> and then give us a resume with all that same information that yeah. we may not read until the day that you show up. And right. then we're just going to ask you the same questions that we already had you yes. write down. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You put in the Apple track already. But there's, that's not enough. There's nothing <laughs> antiquated about the application right. process. I don't yeah. know what you're suggesting over there, but um, so, yeah. Okay, so what would you uh, what would you want to improve? Like, what flaws did you see in your process that, like, maybe for future people going through the program, mm, not band specific, mm. but just like teacher education in general? Like, what advice do you wish? Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, I'm saying like, what do you wish you had been given beforehand? Like, mm. what? Did, oh, okay. Where did I don't want to say where did the process fail you? Because mm-hmm. I don't think it mm-hmm. failed you necessarily, but it could definitely yeah. be more effective. Yeah. Um. Mm. Okay. And then advice, uh, you know. Mm. But. Yeah. Where did it fail me? Yeah. 
or like where do you wish <laughs> they had prepared? Where, where do you wish they had prepared you better? I'm I'm sorry, I was yeah. just seat of the pants there. So. Um, sorry, I'm really trying to think. So, can we switch that around? Maybe and, okay. And if not, yeah. uh, like, is there any aspect of teaching that you're like, uh, I don't feel prepared for that? Yeah. Clearly, it's not classroom management. Yeah. Which is awesome. Playing the game. Yeah. Um, having filler classes that mm. really did not help me, and like needing other different quote unquote filler classes that could be more music related. Like, I took an, a reading and writing in the content area, and it was about teaching kids how to read and write, and like if they mm. have IEPs and stuff. And I mean. I guess I am teaching them how to read music, but I'm not teaching kids how to read. That's not my field. And so I spent like a whole semester learning all these reading strategies, but I'm not really going to be able to apply them. But I could have take, taken a class on how to repair flutes or any instrument because that was not something I was prepared for was when someone was like, here's my clarinet and like somehow five pieces are off of it. Why doesn't it work? Yeah. And you're like, well, <laughs> the kid dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to be like, did you drop it? No. Are you sure? No. Like every time. Why is the ligature folded in half? Exactly. <laughs> well, I literally saw someone just step on her ligature <gasps> flat. Oh. And then it was literally the day of our, um, of course, our, yeah, it's always the day of the concert when all these things happen. Yeah. And so she just goes up to my CT flat ligature and was like, so I stepped on this. It's <laughs> exactly. So I feel like I could have had like a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, but even a semester of those little things definitely could have helped me instrument repair yeah instrument repair for surezies on that one um so yeah having to take those classes um maybe not the most benefit but i think they have to like give me those education classes so it is what it is i mean literacy is the core of education my favorite thing is that amanda and i also take the same class yeah so imagine you've already had like 90 hours of reading content Totally. And then they're like, come take reading 474. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, Must I? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've done this. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and also having this like multicultural class, which was really good, but like that whole like multicultural aspect is like built into one of your elementary classes already. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I've already done this. But the guy who taught it was really great. Um, so he like lives in Cambodia and was like zooming in from, yeah. And he's like, he's literally rebuilding schools in Cambodia, which wow. was, it was, I was, I just learned from his amazing life experience, but you know, yeah. I probably could have took some other type of class for that. So I don't yeah. know if that, I mean, I probably maybe could have said a better answer for this question, like when I was in school, but I feel like I've kind of like been like, okay, this is what I know. So like, it's no point of thinking about what they failed on me. Yeah. I just got to learn it myself, I guess. You what know? about for the non-ensemble classes? Like, do they have you teach music appreciation or anything like that? Do they have me teach it? Like, like in your, in your student teaching? Like, did n- you have, did you encounter any non-ensemble classes? No, I did not. I know I will encounter them at this long-term position. So yeah. that will be fun for me to learn how to teach, yeah. which technically it's a long-term supposition. So he, I think is still feeding me his Less, lesson plans. Lesson plans. Yeah. So I won't and that's have to... why you write out full 10 page lessons. Exactly. For... <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so I mean, they I did take guitar, so I guess that's like a class sometimes you teach, like a guitar like techniques class that I learned, but that end of eventually went on Zoom. That was like right at 2020. So I yeah. just took a guitar home and he was like, you can just have fun. I'm not he like our teacher just said he was not going to teach the rest of the class. Is it so. the same guy? Yep. 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 Oh, it, it, is. it has to be. It definitely was. So I learned country roads for like four weeks. <laughs> Good job. And man. then I went home with this guitar in the pandemic and that was that. Yeah. <laughs> so if I can throw in a guitar class, that will be fun for me in yeah. the big teaching world. About, they will all yeah. know country roads. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what about advice? Advice that you have for pe- like any student teacher going through, you know, the process? Um, Something we kind of talked about this in the, I don't know if I can shout out the podcast we made when we were at MMEA, but yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, cool. So we, we kind of talked about how, like, what's it like to come in in the fall semester and the spring semester. And for us band kids, that's like a lot different, but I think it still can be a question to think about when you come in as a teacher, like in college and be like, do I want a student teach in the fall or their spring? Um, because you get like, I feel like still, I could assume you're still getting two different experiences. Cause like, um, like for science, I mean, like you're probably starting them on more basic things at the beginning. And then if you jump in at the January part, you're teaching them more advanced things. I don't know. So. I think that's something because I've had a lot of people do both and like come in at the January or come in in January for spring or, you know, the fall. So I think thinking about that, um, something that is more available to kids now, um, at least in my generation, is coming in with more college credits. Like I came in with a full associate's degree when I came into college. So I didn't have to take a single gen ed class, which was nice. And there's still a lot of people that it's more common these days now. So that, though, is great and not great, because if you come into college with a full associates and you don't know what you're doing, then it's you don't have any filler classes because you just took all of those. So I kind of panicked when I came in. I was like, is this really what I'm doing? Because that would be a very dense course load. I feel like. Well, yeah. and I think it'd also be so hard for teaching because then you're potentially graduating four years at 20. Mm-hmm. So your student teaching, like if you're a secondary student teacher, yeah. your high schoolers, are, like you could literally have a 20 year old in your class. Like you actually it, could because yeah, we don't get yeah. out until you're 21. So yeah. um, like that could be so weird. Which I like people, some people who don't understand how like the degree plan works for music ed was like. Oh, so you're going to graduate in 2020. And I was like, um, no, no. I literally like physically can't because you have to take so many ensembles. You have to take you have to literally take two years of theory. And then once you finish those, then all of your classes, your upper level classes unlock. Like, like form and analysis yeah. and instrumentation. So I can't take theory one and form and analysis at the same time like it that they won't let you do nope. that. And you're going to struggle in form. You won't know how to do it. <laughs> so nope. um, that was a hard thing for Missouri State to figure out with me because they were like, like when I came in my fresh, like when they're like, here, we're going to set you up with your schedule. And they're like, well, you'll take theory one and you'll take, you'll have marching band and you'll take this other ensemble in your lessons. and um, well, you're not going to take biology and you're not going to take this. So they threw me because the like, only Here's three credit hours, <laughs> <laughs> they threw me in a um, upper level music history course because the only requirement was that you had to be a quote unquote junior by Missouri State Standards, which I was when I came. 
Uh-huh. So I got thrown into this upper level music history class and uh, literally every person in there was seniors except me. No one knew who I was because yeah. they're all buddies. They're like, we're all like the, you know, and then they were like, who is this? And I was like, hello, I'm a freshman. And they're like, how can you take this class? I'm like, I'm a junior. They're like, what do you know? You're a freshman. And <laughs> she lies. Exactly. Yeah. She <laughs> lies. Um, <laughs> but it was funny because I know people who failed that class when I was there because like by that point when you're a junior or senior, you don't want to take, you're like kind of done. But when I was a freshman, I was so amped and did not want to fail anything. <laughs> so I was like going in hard on that class. So that was nice. But I didn't, I don't know how much advice I gave, but you know, here Just we are. Intentional. Things, intentional. Yeah, 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 exactly. Things to yeah. think about yeah. Like yeah. When, when approaching the teacher education pathway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anything else you'd, you'd want to add about yeah. student teaching, the teacher education? Are there any aspects, like not even just content, um, that you're nervous about of being like a teacher and in charge of students and mm. the person who who's doing lunch duty? But you already have that yeah. experience. But, I know, right? You know, all those other things, duty. you know. Yeah. Um, uh, parent teacher conferences. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I sat in on those, you know, to get that experience, but no one comes and sees band. So we really didn't see any, <laughs> any people. It's so true. It's so true. <laughs> um, so like I did like, you know, collectively probably like six hours of parent teacher conferences and saw probably maybe six people. So luckily I guess it's nice that they don't visit you but it also makes it very boring but um advice on or what i'm scared for in the future i guess i although that eric brought it up did you apply for any jobs i am a little scared to apply for jobs but we'll get there we'll get there there's just teacher shortage season i know i know don't be scared (laughs) okay well i'm a little scared don't be so because i I, i'm competent so okay okay. select me okay great great okay um because i feel like I am not good with pen and paper. And so I'm like worried about how they're like, write a, a CV, yeah, apparently, yeah. whatever that means. I just <laughs> learned that. Like, I'm like, yeah. I don't know what to put about myself. I'm bad at my writing skills. Um, just come watch me teach some people and then you'll be like, oh, you're hired, you know? Well, and th- that classroom <laughs> management aspect that you already have so much experience with that, yeah. like getting those references, mm-hmm. yeah. that's what will help Yeah. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. Um, the, anybody else have anything? Okay. So regardless of if you are a student teacher in the arts or content specific, you know, there's some similarities. There's things that everybody goes through, um, good and bad. And it's nice to have somebody in that can give us their experience. And what we'd really like to do is have you back in like a year. Okay. And see how that first semester that first year is going mm-hmm. and see if any of your answers change yeah, about yeah, things yeah. that you wish maybe you knew or things you know you're like no nah, this is easy what are you guys talking yeah, about yeah yeah guys come <laughs> or on even just uh, after being long-term sub yeah, yeah that's true. absolutely yeah. yeah that's a great idea yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so thank you for being here thanks for listening to where the whiteboards are If you have any questions or comments for us, you can re- reach us at WTWA at 277media.com. The opinions expressed in our podcast are that of the individuals and do not represent the opinions of their employers, school districts, or communities in which they work. Trust me. <laughs> 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 <laughs>